0: from Mississippi to Massachusetts and everywhere in between here's your host Kiki. hello villagers happy friday we made it again today i have decided that it's going to be a self-care day today i'm going to go get my nails done and do a face mask And I will probably read some chapters of the books that I have going. At any one time, fast fact about me, but at any one time I can usually be caught reading um, multiple books. So today I am just allowing myself that space to be and ground myself and reconnect with myself. So my hope for you is that in the next few days, you also allow yourself this space to do whatever you need to do to find that um, that reframing of your thoughts, that shift in you know that you're thinking or that inner dialogue. Ground yourself and take care of yourself. Now, without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. You're listening to another episode of the Tranquility Tribe podcast. Welcome to episode number 29. Today, I'm diving into a sensitive topic, one that's kind of sticky. I'm talking all about sex after baby. That's right. Today, I'm going to dive into how to reclaim your sex life After having a baby because not only can it be scary and intimidating it can also be really challenging it might be difficult to reclaim your sex life after having a baby and maybe it's not difficult but it definitely takes some effort and you know communication is as always number one you might notice a little strain in there again communication is going to be number one because it is so, so important to maintain a healthy relationship with your partner. It's really important to remember that there's lots of help out there for um, mental challenges, physical challenges, emotional challenges, all the challenges that you might face when trying to reestablish having sex with your partner after having a baby. There is help out there for it. So you have like physical Um, pelvic floor physical therapists. You have mental health counselors. We have postpartum doulas who can come into your home and help relieve some of that anxiety and that stress of trying to run a household, but also have a tiny human that needs to be connected to you. There are, there's so many people, like there are so many, like so much support out there for you. You just have to tell somebody that you think you need support. And there is no shame in that. The stigma around that is absolutely bogus and it must be made by people who do not have children because I don't have children and I can only, I can see it from being with families, but also like when I'm in people's homes, I do have a level of responsibility. So I also feel a piece of that I feel it. I feel the piece of that burden and that struggle and that, you know, balance and trying to find that fine line. And it's not even my permanent job. So parents, whatever you're going through out there, it's normal, but it doesn't have to be like this forever. There are supports out there. Um, And also remember, you know, I love the saying of... It's common, but it's not normal. So yeah, so many people feel this way too. So you're not alone, but please don't think that this has to be your new way of living. It does not have to be like this. It does not have to stay this way. If something's not working for you, It can absolutely be altered. You just need to let someone know that you need some support. If things are working for you, great. Keep going. Like, I promise you, no matter how things are going right now, they will change. So if they're going really great for you as your child grows, I promise you're going to hit some patches where you're like, I wish I had some support right now. And there is support. So just know that. There's so many factors that go into um, your sex life after having a baby. So I'm going to give you my best shot at this. Um, make sure that you do your own research. Make sure that you are you know, looking into your options and finding out what's really best for you, what fits good for you and your partner. So throughout this whole entire thing, you're going to notice that communication continues to pop up so keep that in mind also something noting worth noting is Your headspace in this whole thing is going to be really important as well. So, you want to make sure that you're approaching sex with an open attitude and you're not really setting expectations because the truth is, no one knows what it's going to be like. It's very different for every single person, it's very different for every birth, it's very different for so many things. So, you know, like everything else, and childbirth and also life. You can't really compare your experience to other people. Um, So just remember that it's very different. But I'm going to point out um, the places that communication is really important. So first, you should always get clearance from your doctor. And with that being said, everything on this podcast is not medical advice, I am not your medical provider. Um, I'm just helping you know your choices. So don't lose your heads, take it with a grain of salt, know that these are things that happen and here are some things that you can do about it, but you should definitely look into what is best for you. So get clearance from your doctor. Again, things are very different for everybody, so, I really urge you to consider at the six-week mark, even if your doctor gives you the okay to exercise, have sex, um, you know, run that marathon, do whatever you're asking to do, I really urge you to connect with your body to make sure that it really is the right time for your body. Because sometimes we find that people will need a little bit longer. And sometimes actually people need a lot longer and that's also okay. So you have to remember that you just pushed out a baby. That is so wild and that is so much hard work. There was so much happening down there that maybe six weeks isn't enough. I mean, it really does depend on your body. So something that everyone is going to have is called lochia, and this is like postpartum discharge. Um, you know, you if you start to have sex before this stops, you really risk an infection, so that discharge um, does so much. So when you first have the baby, it's gonna be um, this like mucousy stuff, but it's also gonna have a lot of blood in it and that's because um, well obviously you just push the baby out so there's like a lot of healing that has to be done and your uterus has a wound now from where your placenta was attached there don't forget that so you do have to think that it is kind of like um, it's like a raw spot on your uterus so that has to heal so there's a lot of blood that that will drain from that and then just obviously the leftover blood that's in your uterus um, and then about A few days after birth, so three, four, five, I hate to give hard numbers, but a few days after birth, it is different for everybody, keep that in mind. Um, You will see it's like kind of a pinkish color. Sometimes it's like brown because the blood is dried, but it's okay if it is pink. Um, And then it's gonna, again, still be like mucus stuff. And this will hang about until about your second week postpartum. Then you're going to see it slightly change to this whitish, like yellowish discharge, um, and that will hang around until a few weeks postpartum. Um, you know, it might be it might be a month. It might be six weeks. Again, it's different for everybody. So that's your lochia and that's kind of, it it brings, it helps bring the stuff out. But also the lochia, having that discharge come down your vagina is having like a constant um, wash almost. So it keeps things flowing down so that infection can't get up. So caution, you know, to be sticking things up there because if you If you kind of disrupt this pattern, you definitely are at a higher risk of infection, or at least you will increase your chances of getting an infection. For breastfeeding parents, you might notice um, that you have some extra blood in your lochia, or um, your extra—you know—you have extra stuff coming out down there after you feed your baby. That is normal. So your hormones, when you breastfeed, um, they cause your uterus to contract. And so that's a good sign. It's helping to push, like I say, everything out. So if you notice that your lochia um, smells very bad or that it continues to have bright red blood or or you're having a lot of blood loss, you should definitely call your healthcare provider because these are signs that you might have an infection. Anytime that you're worried about your blood loss, you should definitely call your healthcare provider. They will be able to tell you, um, probably by your description over the phone, whether that is um, normal and it will kind of go away or what you can expect, or they will have you come in um, to be checked out. Parents who have cesarean births also will experience Lokia. So sometimes you find that it lessens it, but that is actually not always the case. So after your Lokia stops, you can um, you're, you're probably gonna be seeing your doctor soon and you can ask about resuming sex. You might not have the urge to do it because sometimes after birth you have um, a really low libido. And this is also very common. Um, Usually your sex drive comes back. um, Don't worry about that. But um, it is very low right after birth. So that's also not anything to be super concerned about. It also could be very painful. So here's something that you know, requires the communication piece that I was talking about earlier. You have to be able to communicate with your partner if things are feeling uncomfortable or you're actually in pain before, during, and after. So before sometimes it's painful, during, and then also after. So after you have sex and you have an orgasm, you will probably have contractions or like your uterus will start to contract that's the same thing as breastfeeding it's just your hormones helping your uterus shrink back so crampiness is you know not to be concerned about but if you're like having pain that is not good remember i always say that two things in life should not hurt and that is sex and breastfeeding So the next hindrance that you might find is going to be your sleep deprivation. So you're going to be exhausted most likely. And it's really hard to want to have sex when you are super, super exhausted. Um, They're linked, right? So if you're really, really, really tired, your sex hormones are not going to get kicked off. So just make sure that you're having this discussion with your partner. So maybe your partner can help get you some more sleep, maybe you guys can hire someone to be in your home to help you get more sleep. Again, it's all about communication and also asking for help, being vulnerable and saying, I need some support or I want some support. So your lack of sleep is really working against you here. Also, your hormones aren't working particularly with your libido because you have very low estrogen right after birth, but also breastfeeding keeps a high level of prolactin in your system, and this keeps the estrogen low and the oxytocin levels high. So this is a very similar hormone pattern that women experience during menopause. And speaking of breastfeeding, so your breasts obviously are going to be filled with milk. So when you orgasm, it is possible that you have a letdown. So don't be caught off guard by that. Some women find it very embarrassing if they are not prepared for that. Um, And your breasts might not be an erogenous zone anymore as long as you are breastfeeding. They are playing a very different role now in your life. They're keeping a human alive. So be prepared mentally headspace wise for that piece. It might be important to actually set aside time that you can dedicate to slowly engaging in sex with your partner or, or maybe even by yourself in the beginning so that you can actually focus so your headspace again I've mentioned it kind of all throughout but it's really important that you are coming to this with the right headspace so you shouldn't feel pressured you should feel relaxed you want this to be you know fun and probably sensual and you want your partner to want to do it but you also want to take it slow because it can be really scary and you know no one knows what it's really going to be like until you're there If you find that you have pelvic floor issues, there are pelvic floor exercises that you can do, so be aware of those. Um, You can reach out to me, because I have tons that I'm happy to share with you, but you can also go see a pelvic floor physical therapist that's in your area. Um, There are PFPTs all over the place, not to say that you might not have to travel, because you might, but if you're experiencing pain, That is my suggestion to you for sure. You do not want to live with that pain, and you don't have to, so get to a PFPT. My final little tidbit of advice is to use lubrication. So you can purchase some. You can use... Anything you can use coconut oil, you can make your own, you can use olive oil, whatever you have your hands on, whatever you and your partner like to use, use that. But I would definitely try to use that because things can be very dry again, back to your hormones and the whole healing process. But that's my last final piece of advice. So, to recap, get permission from your doctor, make sure that you are healed. Properly to re-engage in things like exercise and sex. Lokia is something that happens after birth and it's normal until it's not. So if you have a lot of bleeding or you have a foul smell to your Lokia or the blood in your Lokia never changes from bright red to a pinkish or brownish and then eventually yellow, call your health care provider and have them check it out. Next, exhaustion, hormones, your breast all these things are working against you in this case, but there is hope. Your hormones will eventually bounce back out. You won't be breastfeeding forever, and I promise eventually your child will learn to sleep through the night. So hang in there. Don't forget how important your headspace is And don't forget your lube. Take it slow and remember to communicate with your partner. And your sex life should be back in no time. As always, villagers, find your tribe and love them hard. Hey, villagers, I wanted to pop on here and let you know that there's a freebie that goes along with this episode. And it has all of this stuff in a PDF downloadable format for you on our website. Head to our website, go to Join Our Tribe, scroll down, you will see your download button. Did you know that you can join our online tribes? Our private Facebook group can be found by searching the Tranquility Tribe Podcast on Facebook and our Instagram tribe is Tranquility by HeHe. He. If you have a story you wanna share with us, please reach out to us at tranquilitybyhehe at gmail.com. Until next time, villagers.